Sports Snippets, Dennis Sullivan here to discuss the Miami Heat as their season comes to a close. 120-103 against the Bucks, get swept in the first round. We're going to talk about all that. Hope you are enjoying the NBA playoffs, which have been very entertaining as always. I mean, we've we've come used to that, you know. We really have, and we've gotten used to that, I should say. I mean, over the years, and I was watching a little bit of the Suns-Lakers, which is a very entertaining series. You could say the same for Mavericks-Clippers, and a few others starting to take form as well. So, going to stick with the topic of the Miami Heat, though, on this podcast. You can also catch me on YouTube as well. I came out with a video on the same topic this afternoon. Let's get started, guys. So, a lot of what happened with the Miami Heat in their very, very abbreviated playoff run, if that's what you want to call it, (laughs) for this season of 2021 were things that we saw coming a mile away, things that I discussed in past videos mainly on YouTube I want to share with you right now. Plenty of credit given to the Milwaukee Bucks, who absolutely deserve the victory, absolutely deserve to go to the second round. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you right now, Milwaukee Bucks have a decent chance to go to the finals. They are improved. They've added Drew Holiday. You got Bryn Forbes playing very well off the bench. You got Bobby Portis playing very, very well off the bench, among others. And of course, there's Giannis and Middleton and Lopez and everyone else. So the Bucks are in very good shape heading into the second round. As far as the Heat go, guys, I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's the it's this tunnel vision. We don't really want to hear what anyone else has to say approach of playing small and staying small for extended periods losing on the boards even on games where they don't lose on the boards they're just kind of getting pushed around just kind of not quite up to the physical challenge because they're simply not a physical team and that came into play in this series against the Bucks undoubtedly came into play and, and was a big part of the series. This whole notion of, well, you know what, maybe the Heat were a fluke last year when they went to the finals is so ridiculous. These are two completely different teams. And I like how people like like to add, oh, you know, in the bubble last year. Like that kind of, you know, dismisses everything, you know. That that illegitimizes the whole thing even more, you know? No. The Heat were a better, a better team last year. They were a more physical team last year. They had players such as Jay Crowder, who gets up in people's face, like he's doing with LeBron. Is he, is he successful against LeBron in that series, first round, Suns, Lakers? No, of course not all the time, but he's... He's right on him. He's playing him physical. He is given 110%. He's given his team really an emotional lift from what I'm seeing. The Heat are missing that type of feist, that type of intensity, shall we say. They just don't have it. 
And then towards the end of the year, what did we see? We saw guys like Precious Achua, Casey Akpala, not only lose playing time, I mean, they were pretty much eliminated from the, the rotation altogether. Major red flag. And that happened right before the, the, the start of the postseason. Whenever you see rotations get changed just a few games before the postseason is supposed to start, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Then, and the part of moving Dragic into the starting lineup halfway through the series or whatever it was, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, but at that point, you're panicking. I mean, you're moving none out of the rotate out of the line, the starting lineup anyway, not the rotation. Putting Dragic in, okay, yeah, we, you know, we're looking for solutions. At this point, we're just in panic mode. The ship is sinking. The heat season goes down. It goes down kind of dramatically. I mean, it, the first game was really good in that series. Okay, so that was an overtime loss. Game one, the Heat could have won that game. And it's almost like when they didn't win that game, it's almost like the everything just kind of collapsed. It's, it's as if they thought, you know what? If we were going to win this series or compete in the series, we really needed that one. We didn't get that first game, and it was all downhill in games two, three, and four. Credit to the Bucks. So let's talk a little bit about game four. Again, 120-103. Bucks win this one going away. Paced by Brooke Lopez. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks. Chris Middleton had a tremendous series. 20 points, 11 rebounds from the guard position. 3 assists. Giannis was his regular self. 20 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists, 2 blocks. And this whole thing, well, Giannis can't close. Wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. Giannis has trouble from the free throw line. Yeah, that's true. That that's true. But you don't think the Bucks know that? Come on. We keep the ball away from them. They have good skilled guards. Giannis is tremendous. You can make you can make the case that he is the premier player in the NBA right now. Drew Holiday, 11.6 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 steals. Beat goes on for him. He had a great series. He's going to be tough in the second round to contend with. Pat Connaughton gets the start. DiVincenzo, I see, not in the lineup, did not play in game four. Connaughton, not a huge factor offensively, 2.5 rebounds. Bryn Forbes off the bench was outstanding. Seven three-pointers, 22 points, two rebounds. He goes 7 of 14 from three. Bobby Portis, 13 points, three rebounds, and an assist. Bobby Portis has definitely, definitely helped this Buck team this season. Jeff Teague, three points and a rebound. P.J. Tucker, four points, eight rebounds off the bench and an assist. There were a number of players for both teams that uh, played about the last minute or two of the game, didn't really register any statistics. Bam Adebayo leads the Heat, 20 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block. Okay, so question for Heat fans. When are the Miami Heat going to help Bam with another big guy playing alongside Bam? Let me repeat, alongside Bam so that he doesn't have to do everything all the time. They ask him to do so much, plus the fact he had a guard Giannis. Are you kidding me? Goran Dragic, 13 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, and a block. Jimmy Butler twelve at a triple-double game four. 12, 10, and 10, although he does go 4 of 15 from the field. Trevor Ariza, 11 points. That was a good addition. 
for the Heat, Trevor Ariza. Duncan Robinson, five points, two rebounds, a steal. Kendrick Nunn off the bench, still the scorer, whether he starts or not. 18 points, rebound, an assist, and a steal. Tyler Hero, not bad, 14 points, four rebounds, two assists. Iguodala, eight points, two rebounds, three assists, three steals. Precious Achua, the guy that's been pretty much removed from the Heat rotation, plays in garbage time, two points, a rebound. Dwayne Dedman, four rebounds and a block. Gabe Vincent, an assist. The Heat need to retain the services of Andre Iguodala. I know he's now heading into his late 30s. Doesn't matter if he's coming back. He gives the Heat things that the Heat need a tremendous amount of, and that's defensive intensity, unselfish play, veteran leadership, Goran Dragic's had a great career. Who knows what's going to happen there? He does go down with injury. There's no, there's no secret there, guys. He does have injury, an injury history. Let's say over the last few years, that's no secret. So the Heat are going to have a decision to make there. Remember, Dragic averaged over 20 points a game last year's postseason. That was a big factor too. Game four, I mean, the statistics were pretty much the same across the board. Nice to see both teams hit their free throws. Milwaukee over 83%, Heat over almost 86%. You're seeing more of that now in the NBA. Free throws making a comeback. Great job, guys. And, of course, the Heat lose the rebounding battle, 56-40. to 40. No surprise there when you're starting a team that in terms of size anyway, represents that of a college team, almost like a Division II college team, and I'm not kidding. If you just look over the subject, if you just go on by size. Um, so that's it, really. That that puts a wrap on the Miami Heat season. Uh, that Game 4 turnovers are virtually the same. I just want to touch on that. 12-11, Heat turned it over one more time. See, that's one thing. The Heat couldn't exploit that against the Bucks either. They're used to, okay, we'll lose the rebounding battle maybe by a little, which they lost by a lot. And then they couldn't really win the turnover battle against the skilled guards of the Bucks. So, see, there you go. Against lesser opponents, they kind of make up for certain deficiencies by turning you over more. Didn't work against the Bucks. That's another factor right there. So, guys, that's pretty much it for the Miami Heat, as mentioned. I do appreciate you listening to this podcast. Catch me on YouTube. We're going to talk more NBA postseason. Got much more to talk about. Going to try and... uh, It's been busy for me lately. I'm going to try to add a few more podcasts because now we're getting into the, the main meat and potatoes here of the NBA postseason. We'll talk soon and bye for now.